Welcome back to Soul Back. This is the R&B Podcast. This is your host, Kyle. I have Ed with me. And Ed, where's Tom? Well, who knows where he is? I think he's hiding under that. You know when you get the Easter baskets and you got that little, like, green stuff? I guess it's grass. It's like this shredded up plastic. I bet he's buried under some of that or either trying to put it in a sandwich. You know, he eats the weirdest stuff. (laughs) Well, shout outs to Tom. Unfortunately, he's going to be missing a great podcast because we do have a special guest in the building. Jay Holiday is in the building, Ed. My dude, Jay Holiday, one of the more underrated acts of the past, man, probably decade. We getting old, dog. It's been a while since his debut back in my lap drop, like 06 or so. And Bed and Suffocate, Suffocate's my favorite song from him. So very interested in seeing what he's been up to, where things have been. Why his song was also on that BBD album. Just a lot of stuff I like to ask about. Yeah. And you know what? This kind of takes me back because I first heard the song Bed on a website called Concrete Loop. You remember that site, Ed? I remember Concrete Loop. I sure do. Makes you feel old, doesn't it, Ed? <laughs> Play every time I'm on this podcast, I feel old. <laughs> But man, we have so much to talk about. Even before Jay Holiday gets on here, we have so much to talk about. And I actually made a post on Instagram and I reached out to our fans and asked them what their favorite R&B albums are and maybe a story behind it. And I've got one from one of our listeners, Alexa. She wants to share her favorite story with us and her her album. So Ed, are you ready? Go ahead. Hit the bro. Well, she said... I remember listening to the Confessions album in the car. I was probably around 9 years old or 10, and my dad shut it off because he said it was inappropriate content. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're that age, that song, that album is a little sexy for that age. I can't blame dad for that one. Damn, can you imagine if Seduction went on while that was playing in the car? Oh my gosh, yes, and your daughter's hearing that and singing along with it. <laughs> Man, shoutouts to Alexa for contributing to that one. Hopefully we can get more contributions every week just to hear your stories so we can keep the culture alive. And, you know, just hopefully some of the stories are a little happier than that one. But, man, Ed, we got to get into this Tony Braxton album that came out. Um, You reviewed the album. What did you think of the album? I liked it. I'm a big Tony Braxton fan. It's no secret that I'm a big Tony stan. But in my review... I even kind of had a caveat to say that I really enjoyed the album, but I can understand why a lot of fans wouldn't. First of all, it's very short. We're talking eight tracks, like 30 minutes tops. And we are in this era, for some good lord reason, where every album has to be a 36-track playlist and four hours long. So a lot of fans felt a little cheated out of their money, so to speak. Although half of y'all ain't bought an album since Confession, so I don't know why you're talking about cheated out your money. Anyway, I think that the short album running time, along with the sound of it, because the tone is kind of pissed off on this album. So every song is pretty much kind of moody, melancholy, and angry. And it's no quote-unquote bangers on it. Although there are quite a few great songs. If you look at the ratio between good and bad songs, which I look at when I'm doing my scoring of my albums... It turns out to be a very solid project. So it was very short. It's very different. But I think it's very solid. Now, I listened to the album a little before you did. I think I mentioned it on uh, one of our podcasts. Um, Def Jam had sent me the album um, Mm -hmm. almost about a month ago now. And like I listened to the album, and you're right. It was very ballad-heavy. 
I kind of wanted some bangers on the album, um, but you know it was very ballad heavy. I felt like Libra, one of her earlier albums, was that nice mesh, but some solid songs on there. F out of here is one I really like, as well as Sorry. Mm-hmm. And I loved also as well, of course, my one of my favorite songs probably of the year so far is the current single. Ah, uh, yes, that was a great, great, great record, and it'll be interesting to see. What Tony does here on L, I, I believe she's going to be going on tour with her sisters, and that should be a really exciting tour. And did you see Tamar shaved off her head? Playa, did you see that? She, I was like, what? And I, and listen, because shout out to the Tamarians, because y'all stay in my mentions, so they're about to camp, camp in it again, like it's um, <laughs> like it's a youth retreat, and y'all in the woods hiking, but. Everybody can't really rock that ball look, player. I don't know if I'm feeling the Dora Milaje Black Panther look on her. So, shout out, but do you. Man, Ed, I'm so excited to see Tony and Tamar on tour together because because between the two of them, they've got some records. Oh, no question. There's going to be some singing on that tour. Another project that just came out recently, it came out on Friday, is Ro James' Smoke EP. Uh, man, people are going crazy over this EP on Twitter. And, um, you know, I just interviewed him last week. Uh, you can check out the interview online now. But, Ed, does this EP live up to the hype that it's getting? Mm, I liked it. And I, I know that sounds a little like I'm trying to um, toe the line a bit. But I'm not really riding a fence. But it's kind of difficult for me to, and I talk about this a lot when people ask why don't I, review EPs because I feel like you can't score them the same way you score an album. So, I mean, we're talking four songs and of the four songs, they're all good. The best song of course is the one that samples Biggie. That's my favorite lost my mind, but as a listening experience, it's fine. Nothing really jumps out at me. So if you really like Roe, like I do big Roe fan, there's a lot to love about it, but it's not enough for me to like get to that next level where I'm just adoring it and recommending it to everybody. It's a great sample of what he can do. It makes me look forward to the next album, but I'm not kind of going crazy over it as much as some other fans are. It's a good outing, no question. What do you think is Ro James' fan base? Is it Do the kids listen to him, or is it just more so you know the urban AC crowd like us that listen to him? I think it's a little bit of both. I'm, I was surprised when Permission dropped that so many younger fans and both like my family and and younger people I interact with and on the Soul and Stereo Cypher site, a lot of younger fans were really feeling that album because I think that his sound transcends a little bit. So it can kind of speak to the older generation and the AC urban AC generation. Also, it can, it's youthful enough where it talks to younger fans. And when we talk about younger R&B artists who are actually reaching out and pushing R&B forward without sacrificing the sound, I always bring up Ro James because he's someone who is the best of both worlds to me. And I think that's why his fan base kind of bridges. And it's not just old Ed and old heads, and it's just not the youngins as well. He has them both in his camp because he knows how to connect to both audiences. And shoutouts to Ro James, really good guy. And um, one of our best friends on the website, Pleasure P, released a new single coming off of Love and Hip Hop, the record you changed. Ed, do you watch Love and Hip Hop? 
Um, player, did you just ask me if I watched Love and Hip Hop Miami? Yes. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to disappoint you. I don't watch that trash. I will say that I have not. I did watch. What was the first? I guess it was just called Love and Hip Hop. I watched the very, very first season, like maybe half of it. And I was just like, look, y'all too old to act this stupid. I can't watch it. Yeah, I don't know about throwing drinks on people and all of that stuff. I feel like if I were a member of that cast, I'd probably be the most conservative one of them all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you would be. You would settle all of your scores over Mario Kart. That's not the way they roll. No, it isn't. But this was actually a pretty solid single from Pleasure P. It has a little bit of the trap influence on it, but... I mean, he's still singing on the record, which I definitely appreciate. Um, because if he was trapping, I think we would both be out. But, you know, Pleasure has actually put out some pretty solid records throughout the years. But unfortunately, it hasn't manifested into an album. But Ed, just to bring it back to that balance of if it's too trap versus a little bit of trap influence, what's the balance like that for you um, when artists are putting out these songs now? Like... What's the balance between the singing and the trap and the production and everything? Well, and that's a good question because a lot of times I know people and I know I definitely know fans like this. The second they hear them drums, they tune out and they're just like, this isn't for me. I give artists a little bit of credit, though. I give them the benefit of the doubt because I don't have beef per se with trap production. I have beef with artists who dumb down their vocals and dumb down their lyrics to match the track production. Because as we heard last year, there were some songs that came out of the um, Legacy Camp that weren't really trap, but they were definitely kind of in that mold. But it was still artistic. It was still R&B. So I'm willing to give an artist a chance to sing over those type of tracks. Uh, another good example, your girl K. Michelle. She's someone who can actually vocalize over those tracks a little bit. So, yeah, I, if you want to hop on a trap beat, that's okay in moderation, player. On a whole album of that garbage. But if you want to do that and actually vocalize and have some meaningful content over it, we good. But if you're out here trying to sound like Migos and you half rapping and half talking and T-painting, be gone. No, absolutely. I mean... But Ed, if you really think about it, even in the early 2000s, the Neptune's drums and their whole sound was running the radio. But the only p difference was that people were actually singing on the records and they weren't dumbing down their vocals. Because unfortunately, the masses, the crowds and the fans have been conditioned that actual singing doesn't matter. We let anybody in the game now, as long as you have a TV show. If you hot off of a TV show and we like you on social media... It doesn't matter because we like you. We don't like your music. So give us a beat, a hook, the rest of the stuff. It doesn't matter because we're tuning that out and we're waiting for that hook to come on so we can chant it and we can have some weirdo beat to bounce to. It's annoying. Well, Ed, we got to give a quick shout out to one of our listeners, Betty Mills, and she actually left a comment for you. She told us to leave Tank alone. He only has about three trap songs on his new album. <laughs> so leave him alone, Ed. Um, well, tell, listen, player, I have told many Tank fans this. I have no beef with Tank. I love Tank. I think that a lot of his album, a lot of his songs, early, especially his early work, is fantastic. But I do get frustrated when there are artists, and yes, this song, When We, is the most popular and important 
and successful of his career. That is wonderful for you. I still don't like it. I don't care how much money you make off of it. Because, to me, it just dumbs it down a little bit. And, I mean, if he's getting successful off of a record that dumbs down the sound that we know he can produce, I mean, it's not hurting his bank account. He's sleeping on piles of money. It's cool. But I'm not going to co-sign something just because it's popular. I'm sorry. Y'all like it? Cool. I don't. <laughs> Shout out to Tank. But Ed, some more new music for you. Your girl Shantae Moore, she dropped her new song One Love, which will appear on her EP One of Four, which I assume will be followed by a Two of Four, Three of Four, and Four of Four. But Ed, the song's actually pretty good. I haven't had a chance to hear this one, so I would like to check it out. I'm a pretty big Shantae fan, and a lot of her more recent work is kind of those albums that have dropped and kind of fallen off the radar as quickly as they've gotten on. So I'm looking for her to give us something that kind of sticks. So I think she has a little bit more gas in the tank than fans give her Yeah, she's for. definitely been hustling. Didn't she release a Christmas album last year as well as a album? Yep. She sure did. Boy, she was, well, she was half naked in that snow. I won't forget that Christmas video. <laughs> well, Ed, we got to get into the Play a Please Award before Jay Holiday joins us, but... Man, did you hear that the fast food chain Wendy's dropped a mixtape recently? Let me tell you something, Play. I have not heard this mixtape, but this the the song titles before we went on the podcast, when we started recording, I went and checked out these song titles. This dude, I, it's hilarious to me. I am by trade a social media marketer, so I am often in tune into what these brands are doing to promote their stuff. And Wendy's for a minute has been throwing shots at people and other um, competitors. And they've got tracks like Clowning, Rest in Grease, Four for $4. Like, this is hilarious. I can't wait to check out the EP. It's only just probably like 15, 20 minutes long. So I will check this out. However, as hilarious as it is, it gets a Play of Please award to me because... I don't understand, from a marketing aspect, I understand raising awareness, but I hate that we are in this culture where we have to drop mixtapes that say, literally, we beefing, to raise the profile. From a marketing standpoint, I get it, it's cool, whatever. From a musical standpoint, uh, it kind of stomps all over the culture. I mean, I kind of blame 50 Cent for the whole, let's start beef with random people marketing scheme but hey it works for 50 he didn't even drop songs anymore he just has to put out tv shows so even though this gets a player please award uh i also give it a little bit of credit just for raising the awareness and giving wendy something else to talk about well first and foremost can we just admit that wendy's is the best out of the three when we talk about mcdonald's and burger king now first of all you're lying what First, now listen, I I understand that Wendy's is beloved for reasons I don't understand because the fries are nasty. I do not understand why y'all like Wendy's fries. They taste like nothing. But of the three, Burger King wins. I said Damn. (laughs) You know what? Tom might actually agree with you on that one. He loves Burger King. But man, on this mixtape, there was a record on there where they were dissing McDonald's and their ice cream machine because it never works. That's actually probably true. (laughs) (laughs) that is actually true i guarantee i dare anybody listening to this podcast go to the closest mcdonald's in your neighborhood and go ask for ice cream and see don't you get denied 
Although I have been denied at Burger King when I tried to get an icy about a month ago. They were like the icy machine broke, so. <laughs> now, Ed, I'm going to need you to behave. I need everyone else to behave. Go grab a milkshake if you need because we have Jay Holiday coming into the podcast now. Will do. Like I always say, another week, another great R&B artist comes in, and this is another one that helped bring soul back. I want to introduce everyone to Jay Holiday. He had bed, he had suffocate, and Jay, I got to mention, you also had one of the saddest songs in my teenage years, Fatal. But saddest? man, Jay Holiday, oh, welcome fatal. to the show. <laughs> hey man, thank you for having me, bro. Now we just want to get started, Ed. You and I, before you know, Jay hopped on the podcast. We were talking about the song "Wrong Turn." Can you summarize what that song is about? Because we got to ask Jay some questions about that song. Yeah, summarize. Yeah, it. yeah man, it. it's hilarious <laughs> yeah, because we were, we were talking about kind of like we were talking about that album, and then that song came up, and we're looking over mm-hmm. the lyrics, and it's like, is it mine or my baby? Is it hers or the other lady? I guess we about to find out right now. Jay, did you right know? now? Well, y'all wilding. It's it's three o'clock in the morning, you know. Um, you know, I'm not innocent. You know what I mean. I've done my dirt. I've done my I've done my just do of why women hate men sometimes. You know what I'm saying. And that was just one of them things. It's just like, oh my god, did I really like go over there? I should have went home. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, what am I doing right now? Yeah, it was it was that that was a moment, man. It was a moment of basically saying. I messed up. Like, oh shit! Like, I messed up. You know what I mean? So you have to put it on. Record. I think that's people don't like. That's to talk one about of the it, reasons so. why we like that album so much. It's just so brutally honest, and it can relate <laughs> with a lot of listeners. Do you know how many people miss that album, bro? And I'm like, yo, I'm spilling my life, my truth. Like that, everything in that album happened to me personally. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. I'm actually spitting the things that was going on in my life. Like, oh, where's Jay been? Jay been having sex and having babies. Like, you, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? So I had to no, and, and I know it's, it's it's a funny it's a funny segue, but it's it's the truth. It's like I, I was missing my family, and I want to you know be a better father and all of that. So I'm trying to like you know get my life back together, and you know, all right, maybe music isn't that important, you know, because sometimes you got to figure out what's the most important, and it's Always family first, you know what I'm Always. saying. So, so I'm I'm starting to get back into the family mode, and then I'm like, oh, okay, well, I, I've been away for so long, so this relationship is dead over here. So now I'm, you know, out looking for a new relationship, and it was the wrong relationship because I was looking in the wrong way for the wrong things. You no, know what I mean? For sure. And I had to put it down on record, man. But Jay, I have to call you out because that song is called Wrong Turn, but listening to the lyrics, yeah. there were more than just one wrong turn. It was like wrong turns times 20. It was wrong turns <laughs> with an S. <laughs> it, was, it was a bunch of wrong turns. Good thing I didn't get pulled over because, man, oh, man. Yeah, but that album meant a lot to me, man. And for the fact that you guys even critiqued it and talked about it means a lot to me because a lot of people don't. I don't even listen to that album, bro. I like it because it hurts. It hurts that I put my soul into that album and wow. everybody missed it. You know what I mean? And so when I get frustrated and you see like posts and stuff that I put up because I'm like, yo, I didn't get the Grammy for back of my lack, but guilty conscience should have got a Grammy, but nobody heard it. 
So it's like, okay, well, I got to deal with it. Let's figure it out. Let's pick up the pieces and keep it moving. You know, but that's where that frustration came from because that was one of my best vocal albums. I would have to agree. Ed, you listened to the album. You reviewed it. What did you think? Uh, Well, Jay hit on a lot of points that I made in my review. I feel like that (laughs) I don't know if it's the the era of music and the way we consume it or what, but I really feel like it flew under the radar. I remember really liking Cloud Nine. I remember really do, liking thinking do you, about. Do you want me to give you the real the real funky fresh of what happened with that? Yeah. Oh, I love it. Give us that real. Give yeah, I'll give you the real funky fresh. It wasn't it wasn't social media. It wasn't the way the album was put out. The album never got pushed. The album never got pushed because I did a um, shout out to uh, Central South. Um, distribution, uh, which is a actual, it's a it's an actual gospel distribution label, and I was the first R&B artist that they were trying something new with, and they distributed. So basically, I did a joint venture with my with my camp and uh, the guy that discovered me, Anthony T A Tate. I will put his name out there, and um, he basically stole the marketing budget, seventy five thousand dollars. He stole it. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so the, the, the that seventy five thousand dollars that should have pushed the album never got put towards the album. He stole the money. You understand what I'm saying? So the album never wow. got pushed. So when you're independent, it's all on you. You know what I mean? So basically the money wasn't there because the money got taken. So that's why nobody heard the album. Nobody heard the album because the album never got officially pushed. Everybody knew about it, and everybody heard about it, but they heard about it through me, my camp, and stuff like that. But it wasn't pushed in the avenue that it should have been pushed in, and that was because there was no marketing budget because the marketing budget, $75,000 at Central South. Thank you, Central South. They gave me $75,000 to market the album, and they stole the money. Not not Central South, but Anthony T.A., punk-ass tape, stole the money. Wow, Damn. I mean that explains wow. a lot. That explains why when we did the review, it's, a lot of people I don't like, like we didn't I don't like throwing people names out there, but it's time now because now I have to let people understand where my frustration is coming from. Because my frustration isn't with the people, it's not with the consumers, it's not with the people that's listening to it. Because a lot of people's like, oh, guilty content, this song, that song, da 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 da. They yeah. always tell me that all the time, and I'm like, well, I wish the rest of the world would have heard it, but you heard it because you're a fan, but you're, when you're trying to gain new fans, you have to get new audiences and, and, and try different avenues. And that $75,000 would have done that for us. But $75,000 couldn't get used because it wasn't there. Damn. That's unfortunate. So that's why nobody you know, heard about Guilty Content. You know what, Jay? We have a lot of fans. When we mentioned that you were going to be joining us on this podcast, they were like, you know what? Uh-huh. We got to ask Jay this question. Your song, Incredible, that ended up on Belle Biv DeVoe's album, too. How did that do? Oh, Are you aware of that? So, let's talk some more about the fuckery. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm cussing. But, no, listen. No, bring so, it. No, I love it. So, all right. So, the the people that I did a joint venture with, Anthony T.H.A. and Little Ronnie put his name out there, too. Little Ronnie's done a lot of stuff for a lot of people. Incredible producer. I'm not going to, like, negate how incredible he is because, oh, <laughs> No pun intended, but um, I'm not I'm not going to negate that. But what happened is because that marketing budget didn't get used, then they're like, oh, we have a whole bunch of dead songs. So Ronnie, little Ronnie, owns Incredible, the song. 
and he gave it to Belle Bib DeVoe. And they used it as one of their singles, and nobody likes their version. I hate to say it, I'm a big fan of New Edition, Belle Bib DeVoe, all of that. I'm Bobby Brown, Johnny Gill, all that. I've done shows with everybody. But at the end of the day, you can't give a song away to artists that aren't going to do it just do. You know what I mean? Like, if I, I, hey, it sounded okay, but Ronnie didn't do what he was supposed to do. Let's just put it out there. He didn't. Ronnie can't sing like me. It is what it is. And at the end of the day, Incredible failed, and nobody gives a fuck about their Incredible because my Incredible was more Incredible. <laughs> Man, you know, and, and nobody's ever talked about this because you you guys are the first people that are asking me about the Bell Biv DeVoe flop. Like, that album flopped. Why would you give them that record? Man. They tried to live off the whole TV series and all that. Guess what? Your time has came and went. Like, Bell, ain't nobody. Wow, we getting an education right on this, um, this music industry today. I hope y'all live. Yeah. No, everybody wants to see New Edition. Nobody wants to see Bell Biv DeVoe. Let's be honest. Like, let's be completely and totally honest. Let's be brutally honest. Nobody wants to see Bell Biv DeVoe. Like, Ed, I, at the end of the I day, told you, I told you, if we brought Jay Holiday up in here, he was going to keep it real with us. Well, see, and you know your boy loves to keep it real, so I'm just sitting back. I got my popcorn. I'm looking like the Michael Jackson me. It's all good. And I don't, and I don't have anything against them because it's not even their fault that they got the record. Like I have nothing against them as a group or individuals. I have nothing against them. But at the end of the day, you have to be more conscious about what records you're taking. Obviously, they didn't hear guilty conscience because if they did, they wouldn't have taken the record. Right, and I think so they, everyone... They never heard it, so it's not, their, it's not their fault. <laughs> like, it's, 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 I'm not putting it on Bell the Bow, but at the end of the day, my record was better. Period, point blank. We could get on stage and do it right now. Yeah, because pretty much it. every friend, and I reviewed both albums. The first thing I heard, I was like, wait a minute, this is a Jay Holiday song. <laughs> and we had a lot of fans that did the same thing. They were like, are you serious? Jay song. What happened? Wow. Yeah, they, 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 they thought that they were going to get another look. And um, so let me give you another fun fact. One of my, one of my, one of my, one of my mentors, Dave Hollister. Incredible was Dave Hollister's record first. That was his record. Huh. Yes. It right. was Dave Hollister record first. And he decided not to take it for his album. And I heard it and I said, oh, I need that. I need that record right there. Give me that one. We putting that number one on the album. Mm-hmm. And I recorded it. I took the record and I talked to Dave and Dave was like, yo, Dave was like, yo, you did your thing on that thing, bro. Now ask Dave Hollister how Bev did it. <laughs> Like, if you can get Dave Hollister on and tell him, I told y'all, it was his record first. <laughs> Ask him how Bell did the vote Real talk. Like, on some real stuff. And he really was like, I saw him in London, and he said, bro, you did your thing, man. And I was like, you know what I'm saying? I appreciate it. Like, to, to have somebody that I listened to growing up tell me that I redid his record and it was good. Like, bro, that meant a lot to me. So to have that record taken from me, like to 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 have the uh, the 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 um the rug pulled from under my feet, you understand what I'm saying? Like 
at the end of the day, that album was done. Like, I wasn't even thinking about Guilty Conscience anymore. But when you hear something like that happen, and you're like, Bill Bibbs, oh, so y'all doing this because of the TV series. So y'all going to throw this album out real quick, and nobody liked it. Let's be real. Nobody liked that album. So, yeah. I don't know. Nobody's talking about it, right? No, I mean, if you go look at my scores, you'll see which one got the highest score. I ain't okay, fronting. and then also I wear Adidas, right? That what was the name of the album? <laughs> what was the name of the album? I don't remember. Exactly, you don't even know. <laughs> oh, wow. Who cares? Oh my gosh! I'm Who cares? Blanking. Three people and they stole my record. <laughs> and, and, and guess what? Michael Bivens should know better. He should know better. He should know right. way better than to do that. But at the end of the day. I didn't own the record, so how mad can I be? I didn't write it. I didn't own it. So I can't be mad. I'm not going to throw everybody under the bus. You know, I had to let Bill DeVoe live off of their uh, their thing that they were doing, you know, with the TV series and everything, because everybody came out with albums at that time or songs That's or true. something. You they understand did. what I'm saying? So they were all trying to live. So maybe they just took the record trying to complete the album. I can't be mad at them. But they did not do the record justice. Like Dave Hollister told me, I did his record justice. Right. Dave right. Hollister told me this <laughs> right. from yeah. his own mouth in person. Well, well, Jay, Ed, let's flip the script a little bit. Let's keep it a little more positive. Just uh, We want to get away from this for a sec. But, Jay, I know when you were signed to Capitol, you were actually, before your album came out, you were on that label for like two years or so, right? Um, No, 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 no. Uh, I got signed to Capitol in 2005, and um, the album came out in 2006. So, so uh, in in that time period, like, what's the what's the life of a um, of a signed artist that's on a label, but their music hasn't come out yet? Like, what what are you doing at that time? Are you playing PS2? Do you have another job? Because I was telling Ed, like, it's different in today's era. You don't have to be signed, and people will know who you are. But back in 2005, we didn't know Jay yeah. Holiday until the, Nobody. The, the labels pushed it. So what what happened is we came out with um, Be With Me First. And I traveled um, on a promo tour for a year. Um, after I got signed, I, I, I traveled on a promo tour with uh, Be With Me. And it was just like, yo, this guy, he has like a Marvin Gaye feel. Like, let's push him. So they pushed that record, and I was on the road for a whole year with that record. But then they got time to where, like, they're like, oh, he's picking up, he's picking up. Let's finish the album. Let's finish the album. So the whole album was done. And then we got back. Um, rest in peace to Ronnie Johnson. Ronnie Johnson came and paid $100,000 real quick, wrote a check. Uh, that's where the whole Chris Brown and all that thing came from. Like, you should have paid for the record. I paid for it. I paid for it first. Don't be mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what happened. So, so we paid for the record, and then we had one more song that we had to figure out what was, what is it going to be because we knew that, okay, I had to be with me, and then we knew that we were coming with bed right behind that. And when we put Bad out, Bad took off, and we were like, oh, shit, we need a second single. And Suffocate was already done. I actually referenced Suffocate for Omarion, which is my uh, my little bro. You know what I'm saying? And Dream was like, yo, I can't sell the record. Like, nobody wants to sing it, so I can't sell it. So basically, we was like, oh, Suffocate can be the second single. And that's basically the rest is history. You know what I mean? Like, um. You sit for a minute, but uh, I didn't sit as long as people think I sat, I sat. But Capitol, there was a lot that was going on at Capitol Records. I went through five systems. 
I went through four presidents and um, one other system which didn't have any presidents or anything. It was just like heads of the departments. You know what I mean? And nobody ever wants to talk about this. I could put names out there, all that, but, I, you know, I don't want to put them out there like that. But at the end of the day, sitting as an artist, trying to figure out what's going on because you don't really know until it happens, um, it, it sucks. You know what I mean? It, it really sucks. And, and then to know that you're talented, people tell me I'm talented all the time, but, I mean, of course, I know I can sing, but you still don't know if this is what the people want to hear. You know what I mean? You don't know if this is what the people want. So you just kind of sit back and you just try to figure it out, man. And you just wait for your turn. I finally got my turn and here I am. Right. Now, Ed, um, and then Jay, you can go after Ed on this one because I'm curious to hear both of your perspective on this. But from about 2007, that was around the time that Bed came out up until 2009, 2010, I felt like there was a shift in R&B and a lot of the artists from that era kind of fell to the wayside or they weren't pushed as right. hard. So, Ed, talk about your talk about your perspective first. Yeah, it's weird because from my perspective, we were coming off of the early 2000s to the mid-2000s and R&B was doing, you know, doing its thing. It was evolving. Was a lot yeah. of younger, new artists then. But then by the end of 2000s, that's when things started getting really kind of like, not the the quality wasn't falling off, but we weren't hearing those voices in mainstream as well as we were. So I'm trying to figure out what happened between that era from like 2007, 2008, going into 2010, 2011. What was it that caused us to kind of lose R&B's voice in the mainstream? Um, honestly, the kids. Praise the kids. The parents are getting younger, and the discipline is getting worse. And what happens is I tell this story all the time. So if you think back to Saturday morning when you have to start cleaning the house, everybody clean the house on Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. So when you were cleaning the house, your mother or your father would put some music on. Now, for me, this is it true. was Marvin Gaye, Donny Hathaway, uh, Frankie Beverly and Mays, and that kind of thing, right? That's true. Do you know what they clean in the house to now on Saturdays? What are they even cleaning the house? Yes. That's what I'm saying, bro. They're busting it open right now on Saturday. <laughs> That's what they're doing. It's wide open so on you gotta under, you got to understand that the kids can only learn from their parents. So the parents are teaching something different now. Like people that are my age are still kind of like in that 90s R&B soul kind of thing. And then everybody after that is just kind of like, yo, we about to uh, – we about to take the top off the new whip. Like, that, like I don't care about that song. I don't. They put that song out of me, and she tried to say something to me. But guess what? Nobody was listening. Bees are endangered. Know that. That's real shit. Right. Shots fired. I don't care. You can't shoot that no shot so at me and don't real. say my name. Shots fired. Real shit. Stop talking about <laughs> sucking dick and get back to your halo. The fuck are you talking about? Real talk Nah, I'm sorry, man. Like you, like no. you, hit, you, you hit you hit a nerve with that one. Like, no, that's what happened. The parents changed. You have parents like Beyonce and Jay-Z now. They're no longer like Malcolm X and Dr. Martin Luther King and Coretta Scott King. They're no longer like that. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. They're no longer I have like that. that. 
I have not heard one lie on this podcast, y'all. So I'm soaking it in. <laughs> and I don't mean this to go at anybody, but it's like, oh, everybody's like, yo, Jay, why don't you just like just say what you really feel? And I'm like, because people can't handle it. They can't handle the truth. I'm not perfect. Yes, guilty conscience told you that. Like I'm not perfect, but at the yeah. end of the day, guilty conscience was music. It was music, nonetheless, and it was me pointing at myself. I wasn't pointing at nobody else. I wasn't blaming anybody else for anything. I was blaming myself for everything. Right. So and, and I just see, don't understand. And Jay, I gotta ask your opinion on this because we are now in like a social media era where I Man, feel like fuck social media. people. I'm sorry. Ah, I love it. <laughs> go ahead. We're at this era where we're like afraid to say what to go against whatever the mainstream opinion is. So you exactly. got a lot of artists who want to talk like you say that's against the grain, and they're afraid to say it. So we got this larger conversation of people riding the wave, and we're not it hearing a different point of view. Like people, like yo, why is Jay talking now to get some attention? Guess what? I still got to put an album out to get some attention to understand. If I'm saying how I feel right now, this shit might hurt me more than it helps me. But understand, I'm going to say how I'm feeling right now. And understand, when Mary J. Blige decided she wanted to divorce that husband that she was so happy about, I don't care no more. Because guess what? We know what Mary J. Blige's next album is going to be about. Hurt, pain, and lies. Period. Because everybody's going to believe her. Nobody's right. going to believe him. You understand what I'm saying? Nobody's going to believe him. Regardless, he don't even have a voice in this situation. Even if he was wrong. But guess what? Stop using that to sell records because that's all you're doing is to sell records. You don't care about our culture. You don't care about our kids. All you care about is selling records and getting money. That's all you care about. If that was the case, I would have been Jamal on – I would have been Jamal Lyons on Empire. I turned that shit down. Why? Because I got daughters. And guess what? I'm not in that lifestyle. I don't have anything against it, but I can't explain that to my daughters. When you see what's going on on the show, I can't explain that to them. I did not know this, so you were in line. Yes, I, turned, I could have been Jamal Lyons. Wow. Word. And I turned that down. I turned it down. When everybody's talking about where's Jay, where's Jay, where's Jay, he's turning down what's not good for him. That's where he is. Because his family and what he needs to do is more important for him than anything else. And I have nothing against that lifestyle or anything. Like, I don't. I don't. But I couldn't sit there and say, I can explain this to my kids. I cannot explain this to my daughters that have to see this all the time, even in their right. regular life. Like, I can't explain this to them. Like, why is daddy doing this? I can't, I'm, I'm just acting. No, at, at a certain point, you're not acting no more. Right. Like at a certain point, that's just what you are. It's in your body, and I just I couldn't I couldn't do it, and I turned it down. And everybody like, <clears throat> yo, you stupid. You should have did it. No, I'm not. Because guess what? I have my dignity and I have my pride, and my pride that and my dignity real. means more to me. Yeah, but you know, and, hey Ed, man, man, not to cut you off, Jay, but I want to. Oh no, you did. No, I, I mean I'm sure I don't get back to this, but Ed, I just want to make a point. And say, you know, we're talking about this social media era that's going on, and you've had to ruffle a couple of feathers with some stands. I think you've been in fights with like the Tamar fans and the Rihanna fans oh, as God. well. Oh God! 
Oh, so listen, listen, I got a hit list. I got the Tamar fans. I got the Nicki Minaj. Those are hit lists number one. The Brandy fans. You on a hit list? Damn, bro. I got a hit list, dog. They be after me because, like you were saying, <laughs> when you make opinions and spring truths that go against the grain, a it lot of times they don't want to hear that. It's all opinions, But I know right? you can relate. Jay, but that, Jay, none of us have ever been attacked by the beehive, so you have to tell us what that was like. Ooh, my nephew is a Beyonce fan. He said, him and he's, he's about to graduate from high school. He said, him and his, he don't like me no more. He said, he asked my sister, he said, did he really have to attack the beehive, though? And I'm like, yo, he's not a real bee. Like, she's not a real bee. Bees, when I say bees are endangered, do your research. They're endangered. They're dying. They are. That you eat ain't even real funny because everybody's lying to you. So understand. Do your research first before you start talking. And I'm like, I don't really care. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I Yeah, you got caught masturbating. How about that? How how we know he didn't learn that from Beyonce? You understand what I'm saying? Like, how do we know that? We don't know, but how do we not know that? Yeah, I'm putting everybody out there. I don't care no more. Like, at this point, I'm so frustrated with just the culture, bro. Like, we was out here, man, and I was so mad. Like, we in San Francisco right now, and I was so mad that I couldn't take part in the gun violence marches because I had to work. I can't go be a part of that and work at the same time. Right. And they're everywhere. They're in Atlanta. They're in San Francisco. They were in Oakland. So I could have been a part, but it's like, how am I going to do that and work and feed my family at the same time? You know what I'm saying? But like I said, man, social media is is stupid. Like, at the end of the day, when I, I hate when I see public figure in somebody's bio. Take that shit down, man. You're not a public figure. Like, who are you? <laughs> Seriously, I hate that shit. Take that shit down. Just say who you are. Just say who you are. That's it. You don't have to say nothing else. Public figures to who? I don't follow you. <laughs> and, I, and I'm famous. So who are you a public figure to? <laughs> no. But, uh, see, this is why people, <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. My, the name of my company is called Young Malcolm Incorporated. Look me up. Check me. Check my stats. At the end of the day, it's called Young Malcolm because of a reason. And that reason is, I'm going to make sure that this culture lasts and this culture sustains by any means necessary, period. Even if I have to start talking about people and start putting the mirror in people's face, then that's what I have to do. Because guess what? Everybody talks shit about me. Oh, Jay Holiday went to bed and never woke up. Yeah, you're right. I wake up at 2 o'clock every day. What do you do? You're going to work, right? Then shut up. Because I'm good. I'm good. My kids are taken care of. Did you, do you care if my kids are going to school, if they eat? Do you even care? That's where the culture is breaking down, man. The culture is breaking down, and social media is killing it even more. Like, it's social media is killing everything, bro. When fucking Zuckerberg has to come talk about some hack shit, shit is getting real. It's real, y'all. Like, <laughs> real talk. It's getting real talk. Real. <laughs> like, let's yeah. be real about it. He don't even talk. And he finally was like, all right, listen, we're going to fix it. da 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 because he understands what it is. Social media is the new way. It is what it is. I can't I can't say nothing about that, but if you go look at Chris Rock's new special on Netflix, not that I'm advocating for him 
But go look at it. He talks about it. He talks about social media. He does. He talks about, yeah, so you saw it. Like, he talks about all It's great. It's amazing. And I'm like, yo, just because you're not a Chris Rock fan, listen to what he's saying. You understand what I'm saying? Like, listen to what he's saying. Why do I got to text you all day? You're in my pocket. You're right here. (laughs) Let me know if you need me. What did he say? Back in the day, your kid could have died, and I wouldn't have known until I got home because we didn't have no fucking phone. Like we didn't have no social media. We didn't have none of that. So, right. like, like I said, public figure. I don't, man. Take that shit down. Right. <laughs> not a public figure. To who? To your twenty thousand followers that's looking at you because you're putting butt pictures up. Like, get out of here. Nobody cares about you. They're looking at your ass. They don't even know your name. <laughs> you don't even use your real name. Like, come on, let's be real. <laughs> How you a public figure if don't nobody know your real name? True. I'm sorry, man. Y'all get y'all y'all don't lit a match. I'm sorry, man. My bad. My bad. And I have to uh, laugh at this, man, because it's really frustrating. It's so frustrating to me that like, oh man, like people don't even get it. Like it's 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 so frustrating that it really makes my balls itch. Like real shit. And I say that right. to people, and they like it makes your balls itch. Yeah, this shit makes my balls itch. That's how bad it is. <laughs> But it's true, and I mean, we talk a lot about this day on the podcast <laughs> and, like, on, on the site as well, but I think the problem that we're seeing with R&B and kind of the breakdown of the culture goes a little bit deeper, and I think you have a point that social media and standing and all this other stuff we're saying is taking a toll on it. I don't think you're wrong. Like, all right, I need y'all to answer this question for me. What the fuck is alternative R&B? Dude, oh, man, look, we should have had Tom know. on this podcast, boy. You, <laughs> you don't even know. It's a new thing. It's a, it's a new thing. That's a new Grammy. Ain't no, how you, alternative R&B, since when? It's contemporary hey. R&B, R&B, pop. That's it. Yep. Ain't no alternative R&B. What are we doing? We rock stars now? No, we're not rock stars. Guess what? You're killing the culture. You're killing the culture. Everybody want to know why everybody's shooting and stuff? Listen to the records. They ain't right. listening to no white shit. They listening to black R&B urban shit. Alternative R&B because everybody's singing now. Everybody's a singer now. So that's why I get frustrated. Bro, I had to go host a karaoke night. A dude got up there playing. I said, cut his mic off, bro. He was just trying to play to get the girl. Man, cut his mic off. This is karaoke <laughs> and, it's a, and it's a competition. No, nah, he was he, like, he knew he couldn't sing. Like, bro, all right, this ain't the karaoke that I want to be a part of. You said it's a competition. People are supposed to be up here serious. All right. Why is he up here playing? Cut his mic off. And everybody's like, no, no, no. I got booze and everything. I don't boo me. I don't care. This is what I do. Y'all don't sing. I sing. Right. <laughs> get him off the stage. He's up here playing, trying to get girls. And he's still not going to get no pussy because he can't sing. <laughs> So why is he wasting time? He's not even going to place in the competition. Why is he up here? Right. That's, I, I'm that serious right now. Like, I, I'm tired. I'm, I, I really appreciate you guys for this interview because I don't get a chance to really say how I feel without it being taken in a certain kind of way. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that way, I hope that you guys can, you know, facilitate this to let people know, like, yo, they got some real issues that he's talking about that make sense. 
Like, at the end of the day, yes, I get frustrated. But like you said, you didn't even know about the Empire shit, right? Like, come no. on. And guess what? Dude can't sing. I'm sorry. He can't. <laughs> Let's be real, bruh. Be Jamal Lyons and chill out. Stop trying to sell that shit on iTunes. Nobody cares. Damn. No, I'm saying. The only reason why he's placing or, or doing anything is because of the show. If he put the same songs out without the show, nobody would listen. Like, let's be real. It's real shit. I no, he is not lying. Them same I mean, songs. How many times have I told y'all before? There's a lot of people y'all gassing. I ain't naming names. They are on TV, and because they're TV stars, y'all are doing it up. But if they didn't have a TV show, you wouldn't be on them. Guess what? The drippity drip drip drop nigga came to Atlanta, and nobody gave a fuck who the fuck he was. They was like, bro, stop standing out here like we give a fuck about the TV show. I don't even know his name on the show. Uh, fucking, you know, drip, drop, drip, 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 drop. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. Don't get me on that song. You're not even an <laughs> artist. Stop. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Like, <laughs> nobody cares. Star is doing better than y'all. Shut up. It's the same writer, but guess what? Star is still doing better than y'all. And I watch Star. I don't watch Empire no more. Hey, Jay, I got to ask you, man, um, just going back to the music, because I grew up in that mid-2000s era when, you know, all of you guys were coming out, you, Chris, Trey, Omaria, and Mario, all of you guys. How come right. it seems like like all of you guys, like your generation, you guys don't support one another. Like you guys don't go on tour together. I know you pleasure and You know what's funny? It's, I'm the person that everybody fucks with. Everybody see Jay, and they be like, oh, what that, 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 that. When people start talking and you see people on tours together, it's probably because I made that happen. Like, the, the, the actual connection. Like, I fuck with Bobby. I fuck with Chris. I fuck with Sammy. Everybody need to check out Sammy. Sammy's got some hard shit going on right now. Oh, yes, um, he does. Yeah, come on, man. Like, that's my little bro. Like, I love him to death, but he's gotten the same flack that I've gotten. But he's a little more quiet. You know what I mean? He's just like, I'm going to just deal with it, blah, 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 blah. I can't deal with it. I'm sorry. Not for my own people. I can't. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. But um, I do. I support everybody. Pain, genuine, everybody. Like, Carl Thomas is one of my mentors. Dave Hollister is one of my mentors. Like, I support everybody. I support you when you actually love your craft. But when you just out here just doing it, like, you out here beating women up in the club, not going to say no names. I'm just saying. Like, it is what it is. It shows you who's going to win and who's not. Sometimes mm-hmm. people win for a moment, but your moment can pass. Are we looking for a lifetime or a moment? Because I can right. put another album out and shut all that shit down. So are we looking for a lifetime or a moment? Right. That's yeah. all. I mean, we, we, we do support each other, but nobody sees it like that. Like, RL about to put some shit on me. Like, he, he, he got some records for me. Like, that's one of my other mentors. You know what I'm saying? We about the same age, but he's been in the game a lot longer than me. Like, he be telling me, bro, just stay away from the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, he's learned how to just, you know, stay in his lane and just be quiet and do his thing and raise his daughter and have his family. Me, I can't take that. Like, I'm, like I said, my company is called Young Malcolm. I can't. I can't sit back idle. Like, okay, I'll give you, I'll, I'll tell you exactly this right here. Tupac said, I will spark the brain that will change the world. 
That's a quote that I've remembered all my life. I was a fucking Tupac fan. And at the end of the day, guess what? He sparked the brain that is going to change the world. Period. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Like, maybe I might just change my world or the urban world or whatever. But, yeah, he wasn't lying. He will spark the brain that changed the world. And it is what it is. Nobody's saying that no more. Give me a Tupac right now other than Kendrick. Because it ain't Chance. I'm sorry. But it ain't Chance. Maybe, maybe Cole. Maybe Cole. Maybe Cole. I fuck with J. Cole, but it ain't Chance. Kendrick, yeah. Because Kendrick's just saying it on both sides. He like, yo, I'm from the hood. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Y'all need to do better. <laughs> it's like, he tells you in his music, be humble. Sit down. Shut up. Like, come on. Jay Holiday is my favorite, y'all. I'm wilder. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying any of this to get like, like, people might hear this and be like, man, fuck Jay Holiday. Guess what? I'm still going to wake up at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> at the end of the day you still gotta be at work at nine o'clock. I don't gotta do that no more. I used to work a nine to five. That's what people don't know. That's why my work ethic is what it is. I used to work a nine to five at a corporate company. Yeah, I know how to work. I'm but, see, but what we what we appreciate and know is that you're coming and you are you love the culture and you are being realistic. You're not just going along with what everybody else is saying and you're not gassing up people just because they hot in the moment. You were being true to the culture. That's why I'm loving I'm trying my best, bro, but it's hard because people don't even understand what culture means anymore. They do not. Like, I'm bro. I'm Amigos fan, but I hated that they named their album that shit. I hated it because you don't even understand that. The kids are going to look at culture, and they're going to remember Amigos and drugs exactly. and Cardi B. <laughs> like, exactly. on, man. We bigger than them in turn. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> like, we, we we created the filament for the light bulb. Like, come on. Like, seriously. Peanut butter. Op, open heart surgery. Like, come on, man. Like, seriously. You're bigger than that shit. I'm sorry. We just are. People don't even know their fucking history, man. Now, Jay, man, we got to flip it back to R&B for a second. I want you to get into your R&B mode right now. We do this with every guest that we've had on this podcast. Um, Ed is the biggest Keith Sweat of all time. Tom, who's not on the podcast right now, he's the biggest Music Soul Child fan of all time. So who's better, Keith Sweat or Music Soul Child? Um, honestly, Keith Sweat. Yeah. Keith, Sweat is, Keith Sweat is also my unk. Like, that's big unk, you know what I'm saying? Like At the end of the day, we sound different, we sing different, but he knows the game. He understands what it means for this culture. And guess what? If anybody out here talking shit about Keith Sweat, Come see me. <laughs> Real talk. Jay Holiday done. is that dude. We did, like we done. He that dude. We good. <laughs> Where is Paul? <laughs> and that's not to take nothing away from Music Soul Child. I'm a fan. But at the end of the day, when you ask me a straight up question like that, he sweat all day long. Nice. More consistent, more records, and more more relevant. Music Soul Child ain't relevant, right? That's when we talk about relevancy, you know, Jay Holiday is not relevant. Music Soul Child is not relevant. Guess who's still relevant? Keith Sweat. He just sold out the fucking um, Staples Center with Charlie Wilson, which is another one of my uncles. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> hey, oh, and shout out to Joe, because nobody ever talks about Joe. Joe is a silent killer. 
He oh, yeah, that's true. Joe is a silent killer. Big shots out to Big on Joe, man. Real talk. Man. Now, Jay, you mentioned earlier, I think you uh, you started out going on tour with Genuine, right? You were his background singer? Yeah, I was the background singer for him, yeah. That's tell me bro. about tour, uh, tell me about life on the road with Genuine, because what year was that? This was 2002. He had just came out with um, Senior, The Hell Yeah, okay. and all that. Yeah, like, so we was we was on tour. Like, I remember we did Jenny Jones before she went off the air. And I mean, it was good, bro. It, it taught me a lot, and it, it let me, it let me kind of see from the other side, you know. And it just made me want to do it more, honestly. Like I was a background singer, like, oh shit, damn. Like Raheem Devine, Tank, me, we all sung background for Genuine. That is they might insane. not never talk about it. They might not never talk about it, but we all from the same place. Wow. They all got their start with Genuine. Whether they want to talk about it or not, that's where they got their start. Period. That could be a group in itself right there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, man, we got people from home, man. But no, like, the life on the road, man, it was just, it was weird, man. I, I, I Oh, man. I, I had my first groupie experience being a background singer. Good <laughs> 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 talk. <laughs> I, I had my first groupie experience. Being in the background singing like, oh, my God, this shit is real. Like, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even nobody. I was a background singer. <laughs> like, it was real, bro. Like, real talk. I mean, it's just life on the road, man. You, If you don't learn your lesson, some people just get on and have never done anything. You know, that's why Raheem sustains. That's why Tank sustains. That's why I sustain. Because we come from a certain club. And that cloth is, guess what? We make shit happen at the end of the right. day. Like, we're not going to just sit idly and just be like, oh, whatever, I'm done. Uh, life is over. Nah, I'm cool. We still going to figure it out. And then you put us on stage, it's going to happen. Damn, that's crazy. Now, Jay, I know you're running short on time, but I got to ask you a few more questions here. Uh, most recently, the Robin Thicke and Marvin Gaye lawsuit. Looks like Marvin Gaye's estate's going to win that. What are your thoughts on it as a creator and a fan of R&B? Um, Pharrell knew better. Period. Ain't nothing else to say. Pharrell knew better. He's the one that could have stopped that whole situation. Right. Fair enough. Talk to the people first. Because guess what? Mm-hmm. Marvin Gaye is my number one idol. So understand, as soon as I heard it, I said, bruh, that's Marvin. I can hear his vocals. <laughs> Like, that's Marvin, and and nobody believed me. And then the lawsuit came up, and I said, "See, told you, told you, you can't just take somebody's song thinking ain't nobody gonna hear that." Woo! Like nigga, that's Marvin Gaye. Get out of here. Kill yourself. You know better. And, and, and I'm not saying don't redo the song. The song was a, a dope song. I love the song. But I also thought that the business was taken care of. Like, you can't come at Marvin Gaye like that and then just think you can walk with his record because he did. You think anybody right. out here second for that? You know Barry Gordy out here looking like, uh... Oh, you know he is. <laughs> <laughs> you know he out here like, uh, oh, yeah, that's Marvin. I need that check. Yep. <laughs> Damn. Now, Jay, uh, now we do this with every guest that we have on the podcast. 
and we like to ask our guests, you know, what's on their rider, what's something on their rider, on their tour rider that's, that might be different or weird or just out of the ordinary. Is there anything on your rider that's weird? Nah, honestly, nope. Um, we have probably, I'm probably one of the easiest artists to work with, especially when it comes to, like, riders and stuff. I don't got green implants and all that shit. Um, we just, you know, a couple bottles, give us good, healthy food, you know, don't give us a bunch of fried shit and some fruit, and we good. Like, we good. Half the time, I don't even eat that shit or drink that shit, but, you know, it is what it is. Right. And then, um, you know, just lastly, what do you have coming up? I, I know we talked extensively about what you've done already, but what do you have coming up? Do you have new music coming? I do have new music coming. I'm in on the second album. I mean, I said the second album. Like, I'm still back. I'm fucking back in my life. I'm in my, on my <laughs> next album because I'm working on two. I'm working on two projects right now, so that's why I said second. Uh, I'm working on a mixtape, and then I'm also working on my next album. Um, and then, God willing, I'll be able to put out my first holiday album, which will be a Christmas album. So. Um, oh, I'm working cool. on that, and um, I'm writing scripts. You know, like I'm about to get out of music, man. Like this, it, it's not for me. Unless it changes, it's not for me, because I can't, I can't just sit by and just let it happen. But then, you know, sometimes you just got to remove yourself out of the situation, so that way you can just let things progress. You know, so I don't know, man. Uh, the sky's the limits for me. I, my mom's always told me I could do anything I want to do. So. You know, I'm working on everything, man, and and trying to be a good dad. That's it, because this music will take you away from all that shit. So, Jay, I appreciate you for joining us on the podcast, man. You gave us so much, so many jewels, Ed. Man, that that was one of our best guests right there. Because y'all man, know, I you know, I'm over Come here on, man. <laughs> man, Jay, we appreciate you. We want you to come back anytime, and we'll definitely help promote that new music that you have coming. But uh, until then, man, best of luck with everything. Hey, man, I appreciate you guys, bro. And I hope you guys put this out here in the best light possible. You know, um, like I said, man, I don't I don't have anything against anybody. But when it comes to my people and the culture, I have to I have to hold a certain responsibility. You know, and that's all I was talking about, even with my post. It's like we hold a certain responsibility. We have to show our culture what to do because – Everybody knows you learn everything through music. So that's all I was saying. Like, be careful about what you put out. You know, that's it. Love there it. There you have it. The realest in the room. I love it. Yep. Man, I appreciate y'all, man. This is probably one of the best conversations I've had this year, bro. Oh, yeah, for sure. We and we're going to get that. you back on here. We're going to get you back on here for sure, Jay. Okay. As soon as I finish uh, the new music, uh, we actually got a new single coming called Sex Electric. Um, I actually recorded this song like seven years ago, and everybody told me, no, well, you can't do it. And you play the record right now, everybody's like, yo, damn, this is the new shit? I'm like, bro, this shit is seven years old. And they like, for real? And I'm like, yes, it's seven years old. It's on some mic shit. Like, I understand. Wow. Yeah. I'm coming. It's, it's like if you put Michael Jackson and Marvin Gaye together, that's what the shit is on. All right, I'm like, yeah. Yep. We're looking for sex, sex electric. Be looking for it. All right, all right, man. Jay, take care, and uh, you know we'll be in touch. All right, bro. Appreciate you. All right, shoutouts to Jay Holiday, man. Ed, he kept it real. Woo! You talk about one of my favorite podcasts ever, ever. 
For all of y'all that love hating in my mentions, just go holler at my man Jay Holiday because he is just echoing everything we've been saying. And then and a lot of people will probably complain and call him bitter and this and that. But you can tell he really has a love for this culture, both for R&B and hip hop. And he wants the best for it. So I can't blame him for being frustrated. Shout out to my man for being all the way real, giving us a lot of scoops that I'd never heard. I'd never heard the Empire story before. So shout out to him for his honesty. We need more of it. And let's stand it. Dude, that was super intense and uncomfortable. And I think our listener, Derek Dunn's crying right now because Jay Holiday went off on BBD. <laughs> oh, Lord. Poor Derek. He's, um, I'm writing his epitaph now. He's laying in somebody's casket. <laughs> Shout-outs to Derek Dunn, and also shout-outs to Jay Holiday. If you guys enjoyed that, if you enjoyed what he was talking about, I mean, it was uncomfortable at times, but he dropped a lot of jewels and a lot of gems, so definitely go back and re-listen to it, and let us know what you think, whether you agree with him or disagree with him. But now it's time to get into the Soul Back track of the day, a record that we really like. And we're celebrating Playa's 20-year anniversary with their Cheers to You album. Shoutouts to Nokio, who actually brought them on stage at the latest Drew Hill concert. But Ed, we're going to go with Push by Playa. You like this song, don't you? Love this song. There's just something missing about the Playa song and the Playa sound in 2018. That, that church gospel harmonizing that just infects every single note it's just something about it just so rich and that is what we're missing from today's music it just rings so hollow and just so i don't know tinny and there's something empty about it but when you listen to that song it's just so bursting with warmth and i love 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 that album love that song one of my favorite songs on the album and i cannot say enough good stuff about player's debut R.I.P. my man, Static Major. Absolutely, and R.I.P. to Static. Actually, I had an opportunity to interview Little Easy e the son of, you know, the rapper Easy e and he was actually the last person to work with Static in the studio. Um, they were doing some work together, and uh, yeah, it was a great opportunity to just get to meet him and talk to him about Static, but speaking of new, Ed, what's going on with SoInStereo.com? I hear you got some love letters. We do. We got a new edition of Love Letters Up that already caused a lot of commotion and conversation. Go check that out on the site. Also, we talked a little bit earlier about the review of Tony Braxton's album. So if you want to hear a little bit more about why I like it, and it might be so far my favorite R&B project of 2018, go read that on Soul and Stereo. Cool. And as far as you know, I got Soul.com. I most recently published our interview with Ro James. Man, he just dropped that smoke EP, so you guys need to go check mm-hmm. that out. And yeah, man, I got to give a quick shout out to the listeners. We got some really flattering comments on social media. One listener actually found us through the Mr. Dalvin interview that we did. Or actually, was it Nokio? It was Mr. Dalvin. And man, she's yeah. actually been going back and she's listening to every episode we've ever done now because And we really appreciate that. You know, at the end of the day we're three fans of R and B and we just really want to talk about what's here in the genre and push it forward. And I think that's why you get so much passion from guys like Jay Holiday because they recognize that we're genuine. We're just fans. So we appreciate hearing from you all as well. So if you're feeling it, share it with your friends. So, Ed, it looks like I'm out of here. 
I'm gonna go off and now go listen to Incredible by Jay Holiday, and I suggest you do the same. Um, you better. Jay Holiday might roll up on you. <laughs> All right.